We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Welcome to a special mini-sode of Yield Crime, the show where Maddie and I discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear every Wednesday. This special bi-weekly segment is called Can You Crack the Cramp Word, which is slang for a difficult or obscure term, which I thought was very fitting. And with me today is Hillary from the Complicit Podcast. And before we begin, I'd like to give her the opportunity to tell us a little more about herself and her show before we get started. Oh, thanks. Hi, thanks for having me. So fun. So we have, my co-host is Caitlin, and we have a podcast called Complicit, A True Mystery. It is a serialized podcast about the disappearance of Lauren DeMolo from her home in Cape Coral, Florida. And all of the mystery surrounding it, because this is not a typical missing persons case. There's a lot of strange things that occur after her disappearance. There are a lot of strange things that happen before her disappearance. And incidentally, two deaths within the span of her disappearance timeline. So it is a very interesting case. We deep dive with her family, friends, and those close to the case And as of this recording, it is still unsolved. So if you go listen, you hear something anyone else has missed, feel free to reach out to us, leave a tip. We are actively investigating. We have investigators on the ground and we have a lot of people who would really like answers into this very mysterious disappearance. Absolutely. And she's been missing since 2020, correct? Yes, right in the the heat of COVID, so that you know yep. didn't help things. Yeah, adds an extra layer of mm-hmm. difficulty to the case. Yeah. So, what drew you and your co-host to this case in particular? So, interestingly enough, we are childhood friends with Lauren's sister. Oh. And yeah, so we are just regular old true crime lovers. And- <laughs> you know, run of the mill. And we saw Lindsay is the sister. Uh, Lauren has a number of sisters. Lindsay is the one we are friends with. And we saw her posting that her sister was missing. And of course you reach out to your old friend you haven't talked to in 20 years and you're like, Hey, what's going on with this? Cause it's COVID and you know, you just need info. You need the gossip. Mm -hmm. And it just went on. And the more she told us about things, the more we were like, whoa, this is crazy. And also not getting a lot of coverage, which is strange because, wow, this is a crazy story. So we thought to ourselves, we have zero experience in telling stories or podcasting. Why not give it a shot? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we created from scratch this show and told the story exactly how we learned about it. Mm-hmm. and wanted to share it. It Really, the purpose was to drive awareness. Being true crime lovers, we had obviously listened to a whole bunch of shows, including ones like Up and Vanished and, yep. you know, other ones, Serial, just, of course, Serial, but the ones that went on 
to live and die in LA, the ones that went on to really make a difference in the case Mm -hmm. and solve it in some cases. So we had these great ambitions and still do of being the podcast. We want to be the next your own backyard. We want to help make a difference. We want to help solve the case. Mm -hmm. And to do that, we have, we've, you know, put this podcast together and it, it can also be sort of evergreen source material for anyone who wants to dive deeper into the case. There has been news coverage. There's been a lot of national news coverage, but it's very surface. You don't get the, what exactly minute by minute went on in those first 48 hours of her Mm -hmm. disappearance. You don't know the backstory of that morning she was released from a hospital. I mean, those types of details are not there. And I, we thought it was important and her family thought it was important to get that out there so that everyone had all the information. Maybe you ran into her on the bus that morning and, oh my gosh, you have information because she was talking to so-and-so. Who knows, right? So Mm -hmm. crowdsourcing, case solving is a thing and no one else was doing it. So we stepped up. Awesome. So this is the first season of your show. It is, yeah. Do you plan to cover another case for your second season? Yes. We're sifting through some cases now and starting some preliminary interviews with some family members. I mean, that's sort of our crux is we want to go through the family. We also don't want to do ever do a disservice to yes. the victim. And it doesn't have to be a missing person. It could be any type of case, really. We're very clear that we always want to tell the story from those who lived it or are living it. Mm-hmm. And we want to remain our opinions out of it, completely source material, completely facts only. Like if we can't corroborate it three different ways, it doesn't make it into the podcast. So no one can just say, well, I heard X, Y, Z. Nope. Mm -hmm. If we can't corroborate it, it's not, you haven't, you as a listener will never hear it from us. Gotcha. So yeah. So there'll be a season two, three, four. I mean, hopefully a lot. We really enjoy podcasting. We really enjoy the medium Mm -hmm. of delivery and the ease of it and the accessibility and how it's free for everyone. And just, we love it because, you know, we wouldn't want to, we, a lot of podcasts do, and we totally respect it, but for us, it's to help solve a case. So we don't necessarily want to put a paywall behind anything like that or, yeah. So yeah, we love it. We're, we're, you know, always looking for the next season, but it will be serialized. We'll, we'll, we deep dive. Yep. As, as you've probably known about, you can tell. Yeah. Yeah. So we're obviously going to link back to your show so our listeners can check it out for themselves. But what is one key takeaway you'd like people to know about Lauren and her case? Mm, wow. Or maybe something that stuck out to you about her case that kind of makes it different from other missing cases, I guess. There are a number of things. One of the, I might, I might get in trouble for saying this. One of the things that stands out to me is how the local police have handled the case. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that to be a bashing on the police at all. They are doing their best. They are clearly overloaded. I'm not sure how big the agency is, but one of the interesting things is, I think we all know, a missing person's case is critical in the first 48 hours, mm-hmm. right? This, In this situation, there was a reluctant boyfriend to file a missing person's report. There mm-hmm. was a clerical error at the police station 
there was a refusal by the higher county sheriff's department to escalate the case. And the actual detective who would go on to be assigned to the case wasn't even assigned until five days after her disappearance. Wow. So that to me stands out. The other thing that I think is very interesting, and this is sort of when Caitlin and I were like, oh my goodness, this is insane. Evidence, her belongings, Lauren's belongings started appearing in a nearby park where she was known to frequent, Mm -hmm. but after people had searched it for days on end. So it's Mm. almost like someone's watching, waiting, toying, laying out her shirts, for example, two weeks after she disappeared, the day after a news crew set up in the exact spot for filming it of a segment with her father where the shirt was then found. And that exact area had been searched earlier in the day by her family who later found it in the afternoon. It's creepy. There's some creepy Mm -hmm. elements. There are cadaver dogs involved. What their behavior is off the charts crazy because they were brought to start in one section of a park and they turned around and beelined it across the street up a flight of stairs to an apartment and it turns out Mm. to be her stepdad and mother's apartment the whole it's a very very interesting story from the perspective of a police investigation from the perspective of a missing persons case Mm -hmm. there's definitely a backstory to lauren that nobody had been reporting on you know, the headline is single mom, hardworking single mom vanishes. And, you know, there, there's adultery, there's murder. There's a lot happening in the story. <laughs> so like the you in like a hundred years is going to be like, wow, I have a great oldie case here. You know, like, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot to it. And it's sort of one of these Oh, gosh, I could go on there. There's a whole police department who tries to pass off another body as hers. And it's 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 interesting. It's up there with with the cases, with the stories. Gosh, there's just never there's a lull now because there's no information. Actually, that Hurricane Ian just touched ground exactly right there. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I hope, you know, we find some evidence. You know, it's tragic, you know, and every you know, I'm glad everyone seems to be safe and you know, but I was like, oh, this area, you know, you've got to stir up the pot sometimes. You never know mm-hmm. what you're going to find. But there's a lot to the story, you know, and she remains gone. I mean, mm-hmm. there are a few people who believe she's still alive and out there somewhere. There are a few people who think, no, there are a few, you know, there's so many theories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can listen to the, well, I know you have listened, but one can listen to the show and come to one's own conclusion. Yep. I also think that's something that I really enjoy about this medium when it comes to cases like this is because in like the, in the style that you are also presenting the case is being able to form your own conclusions. Because, I mean, if you listen to like Serial or Up and Vanished, like you mentioned, like his first season. Mm-hmm. You, your mind can go a million and one different places as you learn more and more information about the case. So it's nice to not have a case that is colored, I guess, by the presenter's opinions. 
to be able to kind of form your own conclusions. And kind of like you said, like, it's just the facts. It's nothing that is hearsay or rumors or mm-hmm. so-and-so's cousin's best friend from high school said X, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, and we've gotten that in. I've, we've chased down a lot of leads that were like, well, okay, but I can't back this up. So, mm-hmm. so no. Yeah. And even, I will be very honest, even our own personal opinions when we talk amongst ourselves, you know, it there it changes day to day. I do, mm-hmm. I am not set on one theory personally. It's yeah. all available. Any it could have seriously be anything. I mean, there I, I feel like there are certain things that did not happen, but as far as what did happen, you know, a lot of it's, every time I meet someone and they I tell them about the podcast, they're like, well, "What do you think happened?" I'm like, <laughs> "Sorry to disappoint you. I really don't know. I yeah. really don't know." Yeah. Yeah. And some people are very, you know, for unsolved mysteries are not your thing. Then don't listen to this show. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you want to, but we're always updating. You know, we we had an episode re- come out recently on, on her two year and we have a new detective involved and new private investigator involved and they're, you know, getting to work and fresh eyes and it's interesting because I do feel like one day I'm just going to get that call from someone and be like, you know, we got her. We know what happened or one of the suspects will decide to talk and, what, you know, something. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe she I do believe we will find the answer. That's all one can help, right? I mean, yeah. Getting some form of closure one way or another. Yeah, exactly. Lauren DeMolo vanished without a trace on June 19th. Police called DeMolo's disappearance suspicious. Lauren DeMolo was last seen more than a week ago at her Cape Coral apartment, and police believe she's in danger. Where is Lauren DeMolo? You don't really hear these stories in such a beautiful town. You feel like your whole world is safe. This is a story that needs to be told because this story needs an ending. Her message said, I don't know what to do. I need to get out of this situation. I need help. Maybe somebody really was after her. And I said, the girl you're supposedly in love with and engaged to has not been home and is missing. And you're not gonna be there or go looking for her. I said, I got a big problem with all of this. Unexpected twists and turns fuel a community-wide search to bring Lauren home. But Lauren is still missing and nobody's talking. I do believe she will be found. I really do believe that justice will be served. A lot of people know exactly what happened. There are so many puzzle pieces here that you can't figure out what happened. Someone is responsible. Someone is complicit. I'm not gonna stop until I find out what happened to my daughter. I'm Hillary Wadsworth. And I'm Caitlin Boddy. Join us as we seek to find out what really happened to Lauren DeMolo. Complicit is now available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, now that we've talked about that, are you ready for some Victorian slang terms? Bring it on. Awesome. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) 
So your first term is drinking at Freeman's Quay. Oh, so my initial thought, drinking at Freeman's Quay. I have two initial thoughts. One is that that refers to like gone off the deep end. Mm-hmm. Like, or, and or drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, you know, like a little, hmm. And then my second, drinking at Three Man's Quay, means a, a, a husband who has abandoned the family. <laughs> well, where, where'd, old, where'd old Johnny go? Well, he's drinking at Three Man's Quay. <laughs> Last I heard. I like it. How, how far off am I? Or you want to give me a hint? Let's see if I can give you a hint. Because the hard thing is trying to figure out how to say it in a sentence that won't immediately give it away. Right. Billy was drinking at Freeman's Quay with his friend Bob. Oh, the local pub? Close. The the local hangout in general? So drinking at Freeman's Quay is when you're imbibing at another's cost. Oh, like drinks are on Bob in that scenario? Yeah, drinks are on Bob. Got it. Okay. I got it. I got it. That's okay. That's fun. Yeah. I'll have to say that sometime next time someone buys me drinks. (laughs) Which never happens because I never go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But (laughs) maybe at some point in the future. Your second term is nanty-narking. Ooh, nanty-narking. Hmm. hmm That, to me, is like kids going around doing mischief. Hmm. You're like, actually, like, really close. Oh, okay. I don't know how I get more specific. <laughs> nanty Kids going around doing mischievous things in the night. No. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another sentence and we'll okay. see if you can get it from there. Because you are you are you are close in mischief in, for uh, kids. And kind of like the whole kid type thing. So let's see. They were nanty narking at the circus. Oh, okay. So which is terrifying because I hate because I hate the circus. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy, right? <laughs> it's creepy. They were nancy narking at the circus. So at the circus, so they were egging on the performers. They were misbehaving. They were running around like crazy people. They were doing general ill-behaved things. Okay, I'm going to give you one last hint. Do you think they were having a good time or a bad time? Oh, great time. Yep. So nanty-narking was a popular term between 1800 and 1840 that meant great fun. Ah, okay. But not necessarily the mischievous part. Yeah. Okay. But I was like, if you have a bunch of kids together, chances are they're going to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so and be nanty-narking the whole night through. They were nanty-narking everywhere. Because you can still have fun and be mischievous at the same time. True. I would hope you're not having a bad time of being mischievous. 
Yeah, no, that's, I'm sure there's another term. There's another term for that. (laughs) Anti-nanty-narking. That's the, when you're having a sad time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I would like to thank Hillary for joining me today for Can You Crack the Cramp Word? And before we go, can you tell our listeners where they can find you on social media? You Yes. Caitlin does a lot of the social media, so hang on. <laughs> we, you can find to literally go. You can find us at Twitter at complicit underscore pod. You can find us on Facebook. I believe it's facebook.com forward slash complicit podcast. You can find us on Instagram at complicit underscore podcast. You'd think we'd, you know, streamline all these to be the same thing. You can find us on YouTube, but most importantly, you can find us online on our website at complicit-podcast.com where we have links to all of these social things that I hopefully rattled off correctly. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you on that. Yeah. And when do new episodes of your show drop? Really good question. Whenever we have information at this point, until season two, you know, lands, whenever we have new information is when. Okay. Listen, Apple named us in the, they they chose 10 bingeable mysteries. We were on the list. I mean, really, we're like- That's amazing. Just binge it, man. Just, you know, tell us what you think. We love to hear people's opinions, thoughts, all that. Theories. That's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to take part in a 5K that I'm regretting signing up for this weekend, (laughs) and I planned to binge your show while I was walking it. Oh, I love it. I'm not a runner. I'm a walker. It's okay. It's better for your parasympathetic nervous system to walk. Did you know that? I did not, but that's what I'm going to say now if anybody gives me crap about it. (laughs) I'm easing my body into a calmer state. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. I'm preserving the state of my knees. Yes, also that. (laughs) Yes, yes. Oh Well, thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yes, I appreciate you coming on. This was, it was really fun talking to you. And on that note, as always, I'm Lindsay, and I'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime.